Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplett and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Now Row. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Monday Now Row, but also SmackDown, NXT, but oh, oh. AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a million quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlin and Sidgwick to review Monday Night Raw, the penultimate Raw ahead of Money in the Bank, and lots of changes for the show. Uh, yeah, but and yet not in the way that any of that felt particularly eventful. Like there was a couple of fairly significant things on this show, one of which we were genuinely looking forward to, the way it was promoted and stuff, which so delivered. This, which delivered, I think. Like obviously, we'll go into a bit more detail later on. So it wasn't that the show didn't have talking points and yet Monday Night Raw do it be in general but this particular Raw has that way of just making everything seem so normal and grey and bland like almost straight away I, I don't know how we've discussed this before about our little you know we review this so and often it involves like a very early start in the morning or something and we you don't make any secret of the fact that you can skip entrances or commercials or watch on double speed or do whatever it is you do to get through this I remain flabbergasted. And it, even the numbers are low now. They're in the one point whatever millions. I remain flabbergasted that people just tune in live and watch this three-hour show with commercials. Every I, I don't know how those one point whatever million people do it. Like, they certainly don't make themselves heard on Twitter. So whether or not they even exist. Maybe those bots, when Tony Khan paid for that research recently and found that there was all those red Twitter bots, maybe they're just people that turn tellies on somewhere as well. <laughs> so people go around people's houses, flip the telly on and be like, look, it's like... $50, just leave it on that channel and go to bed. We don't care. Because I do not know how you would experience this show in the way that it's delivered on network television. I, I don't get it. I had the exact same thought watching this. There was precisely one good thing on this show, and it doesn't even make for a good wrestling match or make sense from the perspective of wrestling characters, wrestlers doing a conflict or whatever. I think I lasted minutes and even that's generous the plural of minutes before having that exact same feeling of how how do people watch this man i'm watching i'm skipping ahead very slightly but who cares i'm listening to becky lynch say something to the effect of i keep getting cheated or i keep getting deprived of opportunities or i'm at my lowest ebb and i'm thinking you haven't shut the 
fuck up about this. You have not <laughs> shut the fuck up about this since WrestleMania. It's June. Yeah. It's closer to the beginning of July than it is the beginning of June, and you're still on this. You're still on this. I just can't believe how little happens on this show. And then there was a promo train. Mm. And then there was some of the worst and just most ugh, sandpaper on my goddamn gooch verbiage you've ever heard. The cadence, like Alexa Bliss and Carmella are talking, and one of them is meant to be a heel and one of them is meant to be a baby face, and you're both just talking the exact same mm-hmm. insufferable way. Liv Morgan, Jesus Christ, they make her sound like the most detestable person alive. It's like <laughs> she's meant to be the baby face. I, I hate so much the, the scripting and the writing. Um, again, there's there's one exception, which you know we'll keep going back to on this show specifically. But that feeling of everybody being the same, and even when a character does have a story, which Becky Lynch does, like like it or not, like there's a thing that they're having this character do that is ever slightly different from some of the other characters. The way in which they're instructed to deliver their lines, or because the lines are so similar, and it's so heavily, it's such a heavily written show. It just it's that South Park Rob Schneider joke. But at least when they do that, they keep cutting to a Rob, Sh- Rob Schneider is the stapler. Rob Schneider, like they cut to each time and it's a different film and it's like, Rob Schneider's like farting out another film where he's a stupid gimmick. Like in this, it's just, Rob Schneider is everybody. <laughs> everybody is everybody. <laughs> everything is everything. Like there's just, like everybody's just the stapler. Like there's there's no one different like office utensil or bit of some days you're the hammer, some days you're the nail, some days you're the stapler. Everybody is the stapler. Like three hours, stapler, 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 stapler. What's real coming out to say? It's coming out to talk staplers and Randy Orton. You know, it's like Becky Lynch. She's talking staplers and getting her belt back. It's like Carmella's talking staplers and money in the back. It's all the same. It is all absolutely the same. And this just not that this is a hot take or a new criticism or anything. But we did sort of touch on um, the importance of writers and the discourse around writers yesterday kind of come back in at the fore of the weekend in pro wrestling conversation. And this episode was almost a perfect example at the worst time mm. for those writers of why that, that doesn't work for an entertaining talent. It works perfectly for content production. It works perfectly for WWE's modus operandi. Like, just get this stuff out there. Like, get it into people's eyes. Get more money for your TV rights fees. But it... Like anyone that can earnestly watch this and say they're watching some like three hours of like a creative, mm. you know, expression or an artistic journey, they're liars. They're lying. I liked more than both of you did on this <laughs> show. But I'll admit there was, yeah, some major problems with it. Um I did enjoy Bobby Lashley running the gauntlet. I didn't. I enjoyed the main event. I thought they were good, hard hitting stuff. I enjoyed yeah, that was all right, yeah. Greatly, I f- forgot greatly. It, I forgot what it was for a second. The main event. It took me a minute. Just right, I, was back, yeah, that's good, I enjoyed greatly um, the Elias stuff. Obviously, which we'll get to. But I very much agree with what you said regarding the beginning of the show. Let's start with it with this promo train. Uh, Bianca Belair came out to start the show, and I thought, oh, that's weird to have her cutting a promo. There's probably going to be some Judgment Day supernatural bollocks going to be happening. Apparently, they're on main event. <laughs> They're not. They're on main event. They're They've really gone off the rails week. since they kicked Edge out. Haven't they? <laughs> they showed up on a video, like, saying, ooh, I'm going to get you at Money in the Bank last week. And this week, they just didn't show up because Rhea Ripley's not medically clear, which is rubbish for her because that was a potentially a sensational match. Yeah. Finn Balor and Damian Priest are working a tag on main event. Is that yeah, I think so. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. 
Um, so yeah, Bianca Belair came out and yes, revealed that Rhea you Ripley. Think you know me? You can't even find me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rhea Ripley is not going to be medically cleared in time for Money in the Bank, so they're going to have to delay that match. They will face each other eventually, which arguably might be beneficial because it, mm. it was already quite unpredictable. But now, if they're fighting in two, three, four months' time, who knows? Anyway, uh, Belair announced that it was going to be a fatal five-way match tonight. Uh, featuring Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Becky Lynch, and Carmella, uh, with the winner earning a title shot at Money in the Bank. And then, yes, choo-choo, it's time for a promo train. I'll be honest, I didn't write a lot of this down because... I tuned out. Yep. Uh, Becky Lynch complained... I could, I could just feel something I hated glowing from the television set. Yes. You choo-choo tuned out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Becky Lynch complained, as Sid said, about recent events. She wait, said, wait, wait. I'm going to get a title shot. Uh, I'm going to win the match tonight, etc. Asuka came out and said, Becky Lynch is a big-time baby. Why are you crying again? And Becky said, oh, you should spend less time making Simpsons memes and water. I'm worried about me pinning your shoulders down to the mat. It's worse for you to the end. Because that's uh, what I've done last time. Two times we've wrestled out came Liv Morgan. Said, look, I know I've already qualified for money in the bank. Um, unlike you, Becky. Uh, and Asuka, technically, I suppose. Um but I'm, I'm willing to, to trade that in for a title shot against Bianca Belair. Carmella came out and did the whole, oh, you don't belong here, Liv. You've never been champion. You're only in the Money in the Bank ladder match because you've ridden Alexa Bliss's coattails. <laughs> Sorry, you need to see Michael Jesus. Hamlet's face. Like, all of this, by the way, is, like, really low-key here, full of women. Yeah, <laughs> Like, no. I haven't seen this Asuka Simpsons meme that Becky Lynch was referen- referencing. She but keeps not- doing it on Twitter. Right, well, nor is Becky Lynch. Some writers have. And I can only assume that Asuka is popping some people with these Simpsons memes. And some writers have gone, oh, I can't get laughed like that. Bitch. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to have her for this on Raw. <laughs> I'm going to use national television because my jokes don't get laughs and hers do. Yeah, Alexa Bliss came out and said, oh, you've never accomplished anything on your own, Carmella. Talking about the chinless boy that helped her. All that bollocks. Uh and uh, Belair, thankfully, just like the rest of us, was tired of all this talk and said, let's start the match now. Anything you want to say about this? Just one more thing about Liv Morgan. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to like, keep punching down because I see the writers and like the culture is way worse than the cadence of a woman, especially in light of recent events. But like, Liv Morgan ritually makes incredibly salient points mm-hmm. in a na-na-na-na-na tone. And Oof. it's just like, you could... Say the most beautiful things <laughs> in principle, mm. and the the cadence with which you speak them is just so insufferable to me. No, no, you did this and you did that, and you mean you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry, like it's just she she's got a particular like ten minutes in. <laughs> particular promo style that just I get oh where you're coming from. Yeah, shut up. I, it's it doesn't get said enough, right? It. WWE's women's division is as bad as AEW's. It's just a different bad, right? The main event of this Raw was objectively great. Mm-hmm. It was a... Well, no, it was a, no, no, it wasn't. You're right. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was no, good. it was objectively good. Yeah. Well, I said great, and I'll take that back. Thank objectively you. good. Thank mm. you. Becky Lynch and Asuka have done better. This was good. They have done better. There are good matches often in this women's division, which is overflowing with talent. Matches, plural, which yeah. is better than AEW, so... <laughs> overflowing with talent that can assemble He's good right. matches, and that is a reasonable... This is the point, right? There are many ways for things to be bad. <laughs> yes. And I think, like, that's probably not discussed enough. AEW's women's division is bad for all of these reasons over here. WWE's women's division yeah. is bad for all the reasons we're talking about now, right? They happen to have the good matches. They've got better representation. They are far close to equality in terms of quantity, of time taken up on mm-hmm. the TV shows and on the premium live events. Um, they've, I would argue, but I think this is like a longer debate, 
have maybe just done a better job in recruitment over the years. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's or they've at least been able to sell themselves as a place to go for a long period of time, probably because of probably because of the legacy of NXT. To be honest, that looked like a place where you could go, and that continues to this day. <laughs> well, that's it. They killed that now, so that might no longer be the case. Um, and that, yeah, this promo train, the way it, like the way it represents these women, undermines these potentially great matches. And another week goes by where Sasha Banks was right, Naomi was right. Mm-hmm. They were right to do what they did. They were right to be making a far bigger point about the meaninglessness of the belts that were slung over the shoulder and their futile attempts to make them mean more by arguing dreadful and crass booking. They were right. It's just reinforced for me the the, the fact WWE sucks. Well, that, but also. Uh, how weirdly, like, huge their roster still is. It's still got a huge roster. And I'm not like tiny. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not suggesting anyone else should be released. Obviously not. But they've got this massive roster. I'm sure if I opened up the roster page now, I could scroll and scroll and scroll, and we could get you know hundreds odd names, right? But it feels so skeletal. Like, Cody's gone. Randy's gone. Bollocks. We need Brock back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rhea goes down. We've got four women, maybe three women and, and two women fighting for another spot involved in Money in the Bank. Same stuff. crack on both brands, by the way. A champion and a bunch of losers. Like, absolute yeah. losers and races to the bottom on both shows. Like, when... Good example. I don't know why my mind always goes to this. I don't, you know, it wasn't even Money in the Bank, actually. Marie's? Well, we'll get to that later. Um, but, like, sometimes, when you had, for example, Edge fought Rey Mysterio, I think that was a rumble rather than Money in the Bank, actually, mm-hmm. off the top of my head. But still... You went, Edge is probably going to retain here because I can see he's going to WrestleMania. But maybe there's a chance that they do something completely, completely flip the script and Ray gets it and blah, blah, blah. I think that was World Heavyweight Championship, Mm. right? I would be willing to bet my house and your houses that there will be zero title changes in the women's division on this pay-per-view. Natalia versus Ronda Rousey, where Natalia's like, sharpshooter's better than the armbar. And Carmella versus Bianca Belair. Yeah. Uh, not suggesting there might not be a cash in on the night. That mm-hmm. doesn't count. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just... I only they put were my like, house on it now, mate. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, Carmella came back. I can't remember the last time I even watched her have a match. It was. I feel like it was in and around the Queen Zelina phase <laughs> when they were like, right, that's that done. And then they went... Oh, actually, we need some more tag teams. You used to be a tag team, didn't you? No, they had a really acrimonious breakup, and Queensland said she was going to shag Corey Graves and yeah. stuff. No, 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 you're a tag team again now because we care about tag teams for two weeks. But yeah, it's just it just to reinforce what you said, Sage. It's just simultaneously a huge roster, one of the biggest rosters they've ever had, with like five stars across the men's and women's divisions. And if one goes down, oh bollocks, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, zero replacements. Yeah. That is useless. Let's talk about the match. Uh, let's talk about the match. Uh, Byron Saxon made a good point, actually. Did he? I can never remember. I don't think I've ever, apart from, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah I, I, literally, I literally can't remember a single thing he's ever said in his life. He, he pointed out that Carmella wasn't wearing a mask anymore, which I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. That used to be a thing, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lots of things used to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, loads. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> tons that of should things. be the tagline. Not must be Monday. Lots of things used to be a thing. <laughs> remember? Um, Corey Graves said he took out an expensive insurance policy for her. So, you know, fingers crossed that's on the next season of Corey and Carmella on YouTube. That's like the sort of thing that like you hear about at the start of one of them like murder stories and then and then mysteriously she died. <laughs> and all of a sudden the guy's got like monopoly money hat. <laughs> just all this all these notes spilling out of the top hat. Also, just to preempt stuff, 
if you suggest for the five-star review review we watch anything related to Corey and Carmella, we won't do it. <laughs> we'll just do it. We'll do one we've already done rather than do than watch that god-awful show, which is just like, what if they have sex in the shower, guys? Does that come in the plug? <laughs> Click here. I'll tell you about NXT 2.0. Anyway, um, one more video I've got a report on YouTube when my kids stumble across it. Is that calm coming out of the faucet? <laughs> is, it, is this what you do at work? That, no, son. Well, someone. <laughs> one review week. Uh, so Bliss and Morgan clear the ring and then they, they shake hands. It's time for these two these two good friends to go to war. I was like, you've been a tag team once. If they, imagine if they'd had a WrestleMania sign to pan like towards uh, at this point, <laughs> hanging in the background. <laughs> This is with all the marbles, baby. <laughs> and then they proceeded to just roll around, which I do kind of still like the spot. But they, they've it's that thing, isn't it? Well, it was like, not to bring NXT 2.0, not to throw them in the mud. Uh, sexy mud, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, we were like, oh, this is fun. This is, uh, Wendy chooses it's different. And then they were just like, right, kill it, kill it. Or like Fandango in. They were like, oh, this is a thing. We're going to destroy it in two weeks or Titus or whatever it may be. They've discovered Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss can roll around in the ring and get one counts with each other. And so they're like, so do that every match. That's amazing. Not like just a one-off spot that you're like, oh, that was fun. Remember when they did that? And you can tweet about it in six years' time and go, remember this? This was good. Passed on. I saw someone tweet <laughs> yesterday. Like, I'm, I'm 100% guilty of this myself. I th- I'm very certain I did it with Punk, to be perfectly honest, of like, oh, it's 10 years since this moment. It's, I think it was 10 years since his Money in the Bank big moment in Chicago or whatever. Someone yesterday tweeted, oh, 10 months since Punk's arrival. That's not an anniversary. That's not yeah. a thing. <laughs> that's, just cl- that, that's just clout you're trying to chase. It's just like, oh, 10 months since the, one of the most popular events in uh, wrestling history in the last 10 years. <laughs> remember this? I do remember it, yeah, because it was 10 months ago. It's less than a year. The, the, it's, it's bad agenting, by the way, as well, like this Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan spot. Because like, it's not terrible. It's not this disaster. Anymore. It doesn't look that great. And Gable and Lashley had like a really awesome, a really, really awesome like reversal yeah. sequence exchange later on. And the agents had thought, oh, that's really great. And it's like, oh, we just that one first. Then yeah. it doesn't matter. Like the other one looked better by comparison. And it buries them as well. And it, it's the beginning of the match. Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> Wait a second. I've only just rubbed put to the outside. Anyway, they do that for a bit and go to commercial after Carmella pushes Morgan off the top onto everyone else. When we come back, uh, Carmella's taken out Lynch with a hurricane runner. Lynch lands right on top of Liv Morgan. That looked like it sucked to take. Uh, Asuka breaks up the cover. Asuka puts Carmella in an Asuka lock. Bliss breaks that up. Uh, Asuka tries to put the Asuka lock on Becky Lynch, but Liv Morgan hits her with a missile drop kick. Uh, Lynch hits the manhandle slam on uh, hits the manhandle slam, but Bliss breaks it up with a twisted Bliss off the top. Uh, the cover of that gets broken up by Morgan and Carmella. Asuka takes out Bliss with a kick to the head, but Lynch chucks Asuka out the ring. Lynch uh, then blocks an oblivion, hits a manhandle slam, but she's getting the pinfall. Yet again, Asuka stops her. She yanks her out the ring. Uh, they brawl on the outside. Uh, Bliss knocks out Asuka. Bliss goes for Twisted Bliss. Morgan gets her knees up, uh, but as Morgan gets up, Carmella hits her with a super kick. One, two, three. Surprise, surprise, the only woman not involved in Money in the Bank so far, or at least a qualifier, is the new number one contender for a match that we know that Bianca Bella is going to win. Oh, so many problems with this match. I'll level with you, right? There was a... I got the gist of the promo train. I went, right, they've stopped talking here. So they're probably going to go to commercial. There's probably some entrances to skip. Oh, it's getting on in the morning here. Skipped ahead. I woke up late this morning as well. So I just skipped ahead, just trying to get between the bit where it was like the end of the promo train and the beginning of the match. Skip. A couple of minutes. And I see Alexa Bliss and um, 
Liv Morgan mm-hmm. in the ring. And I, I'm telling you, they did this rule around the ring thing for so long. Right. It arrived at them trying to do the pain and the ref was like, oh, your shoulder's not your shoulder's not <laughs> down. <laughs> Try again. It's, oh, it's just a complete waste of time then, isn't it? This went on so long that I'm legitimately thinking, hang on, it's early in the morning, very tired all the time. Did they change the match? Oh, to get rid of the to get rid of the other people. <laughs> and they've realized halfway through this segment, because this is a WWE thing that they could theoretically do. Did they realise that hang on, we need to make it seem like Money in the Bank's still worth contending for. They've changed the match. They've done something because where's where's literally where is everybody else? And I saw someone else come in. I'm thinking, all right, okay, so it's a three-way, and they've taken Becky Lynch and Asuka out because they are going to qualify mm-hmm. for the money. And then they came in like two minutes later. I'm thinking, well, hang on. Maybe some wild spot happened that necessitated or justified them selling for a prolonged period on the outside. And no, they were just standing there doing... F- Doing nothing. Thank you. I'm trying not to do it too much. They were sitting around doing nothing, selling nothing to do this. Rolling, 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 rolling. Fred Durspot. And then uh, they can't even get it right at the end. That was so funny, wasn't it? Roll, 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 roll. Your shoulders are down. Shoulders are down. Try again. (laughs) My God. And then Carmella, who's got no credibility and is clearly just there to lose, wins. There's some decent stuff, but decent stuff doesn't cut it for me mm. anymore. There was some decent stuff in the main event. I don't care about that either. Spoiler alert. Uh, LTST, of course, the SummerSlam match. Now we finally get... I don't know if they had it again since then. But that was what it was meant to be, wasn't it? What's that? Carmella was getting meant to be... Yeah, they when they advertised Sasha Banks, played the video package, and then was like, Sasha's not here. Lol. <laughs> God's subject changed, idiots. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> You're in your seats now. Um, you know, right... This match left nothing with me as a TV viewer. And then them corn-loving Nebraskans came up for the finish, bless them. Uh, and then the one person they didn't care about in the match won. Yeah. <laughs> WWE was like, what's that, Jim Cornettism? Like, thank you, you bye, or something like yeah. that. Like, they just, they, they came, the reason they were, like, bubbling under and bubbling under and bubbling under, because I'll give them this, there was at least, like, three or four people here in this match that in spite of the promo train, in spite of the nothing doing directions and most of them, fans liked them enough. Obviously, they were they were ready to pop for a finish, especially I think they wanted to see Asuka win. But, you know, they'd receive these stars in different levels. And then the one person, like the only one, well, you know, every, to a man in that building, well, like as long as Carmella doesn't win, this like really throws it up into the mixer for the pit. Oh. Like, <laughs> just, you just I don't know why they were surprised. The moment Carmella got added to this match, I went, oh, cool, Carmella's winning then. Well, this is it, right? It's not even on Carmella, but it's on... This is another strange thing with the WWE fans, and I'm going to enjoy being a bit critical of them because that's two shows in a row now where they've done exactly as required for just like the worst person you know, Vincent Warren. So it's, it is on them a little bit this week. It's like, well, you should have seen that coming. As soon as she was out there, you should have done that. Hang on, one of these things isn't like the other and made that connection really, really quickly. Like, don't think they're going to give you something. They need all the other women for the match that actually matters on the, on the premium live event. Mm. So, like... You, Nebraska, <laughs> for more what you did in the Vincent Mann match, but like, sorry, not sorry that you didn't get what you wanted at the finish. Let's just clarify something here Carmella is a character with no credibility whatsoever, and all the writing in the book and sucks. Do you want to go two foot on Carmella because I think she's pretty damn good in the ring and never gets enough credit for Super oh, underrated, yeah. yeah. 
I just want to say that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Lynch. Well, <laughs> ironically, like one of the matches, like kind of your exhibit A match was against Sasha. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> so, maybe, like, maybe it was just Sasha being no, awesome. I, no, I liked her. I thought her, um, the women's title reign before she lost it to Charlotte, before the rise of the man, like I thought she was half decent, but a lot of that got lost to Ellsworth discourse yeah. and Asuka getting buried. But yeah, I'm never going back and watching that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take uh, your word for it, mate. <laughs> um, Lynch rants to Postman Pierce again because she had the match won and Asuka pulled her out again. Still complaining when we come back from the break. And Pierce said, oh, well, all right, you were meant to face Asuka, weren't you, tonight in a qualifying match? So, uh, bollocks, let's have it again tonight. And Lynch is furious about having to work tonight again. Just had a match. Right. She's just and had a match. And you lost. She's just had a match. Why didn't she? What was the main to, event going to be? Go to Asuka. Hang on, wait a second. Miss TV. Right. Right. So Becky Lynch says, well, this is Oh, no, sorry, an interview with Veer. Okay. This is useful because I watched... All WWE television. I'm Becky Lynch. I'm a WWE superstar. I tune in to SmackDown on Fox on Friday nights. And I watched Drew McIntyre and Sheamus have a match. And you, Postman Pierce, who've just put me in this main event, saw them both get counted out and put them both in the match. So I'm going to go off to Asker's locker room. I'm going to say, Postman Pierce put us in a match. But let's think about this. Let's just go to the ring and get ourselves counted out. And we'll both get into money in the bank. Yeah. Easy. That's how it played out, right? No. Yeah. Why not? Here comes Vince McMahon. <laughs> You've answered my question as to why not. Vince McMahon, surprise appearance on Monday Night Raw. He comes down to the ring and I'm thinking, you know, what after what he pulled on SmackDown, what on earth is he going to say here? He did the, the awful... Nothing th- again? Well, yeah, then, now, forever together was on the nose. But, uh, you know, considering the events and considering what... A, sociopath he is. I was like, that makes sense. And then I was like, why is he here? And he comes down to the ring, gets a mic, and he goes, oh, this is the, I don't know, 1,517th episode of Raw. Uh, it's the longest w- running weekly episodic TV show in history. It isn't, is it? No. No, nah, I thought not. It's a, well, he didn't even say weekly here. If it he is. He can't even do a promo anymore, the stupid old bastard. Can't get out of the ring anymore. Does he nearly fall as he climbed out back out of the ring? Yeah, he did a big jump. If it if it is, it's because I had to be off on the ropes. It was hilarious. Invent that line with so many qualifiers to make it true. Yeah, you know, like I remember when they were like, "We're chasing down Gunsmoke," and I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, like they talk about the Simpsons, which airs in seasons. So, you, like they would say, "Oh, we've just passed the Simpsons." Different thing. It's a, it's a different thing. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, you're not here to say that. And he goes, "But I'm here to talk about the fact that that's thirty odd years or whatever, and a guy who's been here for twenty of them is John Cena." I was like, right? And he's like, and he's going to be here next week. And then he just left. And I was like, I knew that. You've been saying that for weeks. You had three video packages on this show to tell me that Cena was going to be here. Again, Vince tripped as he was climbing ropes. And I was just like, he can't keep getting away with this. What I think he is doing. Because I can't, on a podcast, say, does he like the shareholders here uh, at the public (laughs) on a press release? I can't say that. What I think he is doing, again, just to reiterate, what I personally, an unconnected, like, analyst of the content, right, who has no insider sources and does not know the script or the thought process of Vince McMahon, what I think he is doing is coming out on national television, and saying, guys, if I'd done something wrong, where would I get off doing this? <laughs> mm. uh, come on, obviously innocent. So, 
it, it's just pure grim theater that is in flagrant contravention of the copy on those press releases yeah. of how he's stepping down. He's stepping up <laughs> yeah, yeah, live over the past two shows more than he has pretty much all year with the exception of the Austin Theory backstage stuff segments. He's more there than ever when he's quote-unquote stepped down. There is, and I don't know the specific sinister reason, but an incredibly sinister reason as to why he's doing this. Oh, so like the... You I think. Did you see the story today? John Laurinaitis has been put on leave and mm. what have you. <laughs> I liked, I think it was Fightful, shout out to Sean Ross Sapp, who's, who's like backstage, they're like, Laurinaitis is gone. Yeah! Pop in the champagne. <laughs> hey, who've they got to replace him? Richard, put the, put the cork back in. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny that Stephanie McMahon hired Bruce Pritchard for that role, isn't it? Yeah. It's incredibly weird that, given everything we know, that yeah, she Stephanie was re- Mc- She was really under the gun to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> head of creative and head of talent relations it's interim. In another one of them stories. Basically. Vince is head of creative, but he doesn't even... As David basically, Bix's, yeah. David Bixenspan pointed this out as a very good point. Vince McMahon doesn't have the formal title of head of creative. He just has the CEO thing. Yeah. And he's got nothing in his job description that formally um, gives him the duty and the obligation to do the creative process. So what, what's he still doing there? There was a line in relation to Pritchard getting the role. I think it was in one of those fight for reports from a talent that had passed it on. It said, like the, one of the jokes around the talent was, uh, like Vincent Mann only knows three people. <laughs> so it's just a constant rotation of these same names into these roles because there's nobody else. When Triple H was advising him and the team was showing potentially a little bit of, if not um, like diverse, pro wrestling diversity, and it was spreading the net a bit wider, like when it's down to Vince to make these calls. I like I got a roll of extra three pieces of paper in it. Laurenitis, <laughs> Pritchard, Grillamon soon still alive. Nice guy. Right, uh, Pritchard, Laurenitis. <laughs> Who else? Triple. No, nah, get rid of that one. <laughs> Shay. Who's Shane? Uh, I can't read the rest of that. Uh, get rid. I've, no, I've never seen this name before <laughs> in my entire life. So Spixerspan very rightfully points out, Vince McMahon has not stepped down. Uh, he has stepped down as CEO. But he's also made a lateral, or he's, he's been demoted to another position because obviously head of creative has stepped down on the corporate rung from the big boss of the goddamn company. So he's been, if you want to get very technical about it, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon has been demoted. But he hasn't stepped down from his position. He's just got a new position that's lower in the organization because he never had the formal title of head of creative or out like that. Do you think he's taking notes in this Ezekiel Elias thing? He's like, well, it's a shame to see Vince McMahon go and uh, step down as interest, uh, step down as CEO and, and uh, chairman. But good news, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. McMahon is here. <laughs> They're two very different people. Vince McMahon's an old guy. He's a, he's so old. You got to understand what he's saying. I could jump. <laughs> but I'm, I'm here, I'll fucking jump. He's making the entire world and the Wall Street Journal and the board that are investigating him and the independent body that are brought in to investigate the board's investigation, Kevin Owens. Like, we are all yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens there. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> Get off the telly! Who's the investigator you've come to investigate this? Let's just call him Mr. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in with a comedy with the Groucho Marx thing. 
Right, what's going on here then? He does like he does these like unvince like things trying to throw people off the scent. So he's always it's sneezing wheezing, <laughs> Mr. Mac. <laughs> you know me, I love my burritos. That's what this is. <laughs> this was terrible. Uh, I also think what Sidgwick thinks, and I think he's going to be on television every single week while this is ongoing to maintain this platform and the stance that he's trying to create. Those crowd shots are everything. I am flabber. I wish I knew more about this process. I need more Wall Street Journal actual journalists because we know there's not many of them in, in wrestling. Um, actual journalists to do the work and yeah. tell me how what we are witnessing isn't a conflict of interest yes. and like drastically, drastically impacting what this... Um, this board can investigate as these allegations are actually dug into. Yeah, if it wasn't so horrendous, I'd make a game of it. On every SmackDown and Raw preview, I'd get you two to guess what obvious thing he's going to... Money in the bank next Saturday! Yeah, I knew that already. You've been advertising it. I can't retrieve the briefcase. And it guarantees at any time, anywhere, opportunity on the dial. I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. Don't fall down or wrong like I did. Yeah. <laughs> Take your months uh, to get back off. You've got to get the bit where he hypes himself up and you just see that flash of old McMahon. He's going to climb the ladder. Grab that briefcase and you get yourself a f***ing title. <laughs> Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com before we go any further though this podcast is brought to you by rocket money do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going well it's all those subscriptions i mean think about it between streaming services fitness apps delivery services it is endless i'm guilty of this so i used rocket money to help me find out what subscriptions i'm actually spending money on and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal you see rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. 
wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Anyway, back to Monday Night Yeah, we shouldn't play games. Yeah, probably not. Uh, back to Monday Night Raw. Um, recap of uh, Roman Reigns retaining his title over Riddle. Sorry, I just reminded you. Someone tweeted me yesterday with the quote. Riddle was fighting Roman Reigns, and I was rock hard by this point. And someone just put a picture of, the, of Roman Reigns doing the We The Ones thing. And I thought, yeah, that, that was me. Sorry, now I'm thinking of you showing me that thing where the Chesterfield and announcer sign a new player, and somebody... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell him, tell Sage hadn't seen this. So, Will Bond's trying to find a tweet where somebody's reacting to a Chesterfield player getting signed. This wasn't the tweet he was looking for. No. But he scrolls down and somebody's done a Mandy Rose gif reaction. And it's like, oh, there's a wrestling Chesterfield crossover. And he keeps scrolling. I'll find this tweet. And, I'll keep it. and he scrolls past something. And I was like, well, I'll go back. And he scrolls back up. And a Chesterfield fan <laughs> <laughs> posted a picture of Shrek with an erection. I <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, is there, any, is there any sort of link between Shrek and Chesterfield? No. <laughs> just Shrek with a massive lob on. Just really. It's conveying his excitement Shrek about the signing. So, Shrek is so buzzing that this Chesterfield player has been signed. <laughs> <laughs> the angle is so perfect. It's the Andre the Giant angle Shrek with a stonk on. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> once told me Chesterfield signed a player. Welcome uh, Darren Oldacre to Chesterfield FC, by the way. Shrek's got an old acre there. <laughs> uh, what was all that? Oh, yeah. Riddle came out, um, and he talked about the fact that the bloodline may have ended Randy Orton's career, uh, but he made him promise him, he made a promise to himself he was going to get revenge. Didn't do that on Friday. Just quickly on this, because not much Riddle content to go over here. I've gone back the other way. Is Randy Orton going to turn on Riddle? He's being so, I love you, miss you, that I think Owen's going to come back and be like, I was watching you on TV, and like, Owen's pretty gross, you disgusting simp. Like, I think he's going to, I think he's going to turn him for this. I and I'm leaning so hard, and I miss you, love you. I want it Owen's to be. boot his head off. Do you know what I want it to be as well? Not like the, oh, the RKO nowhere, that's just so you know, played out and what have you. Remember the, the back turn when uh, Thingy won uh, the Cruiserweight Championship? Pack came down, applauded him, clapped twice, what and then just punched so him in the face. Class that was. Rich like, Swan, wasn't it? That the was The grin it. turned so fast to just a scowl. I'm so happy for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, the birth of the bastard. <laughs> he was so good. Uh, he said uh, he came up short in the end. He let the fans down. He let himself down. He let down Randy. Uh, but he wasn't finished yet. And he was going to win money in the bank so he could cash in on Roman and end his reign of terror. Was by the step. Yeah, I thought that. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Nothing matters. Yeah. Um, he mentioned all the other people that have qualified for money in the bank, but he particularly focused on Seth freaking Rollins. And he said, I'm not happy about what you did to Cody Rhodes. Hitting him with that sledgehammer, so I'm going to hit you with a ladder in response. MVP. Where were all of these supposed Cody's mates when he was like getting beaten down and Blindside yeah. in the crowd. What a lot of bollocks. It's a riddle. Don't believe any of it. AJ as well. AJ yeah. was like, can't believe we do that to Cody. Mm. I was Finn. I don't know. <laughs> Jerry's fine. Why like when he dresses in blue. <laughs> uh, MVP and almost come out. MVP talks about getting high. Um, he said, that's what you are if you, if you, if you, you think you're going to win tonight. <laughs> Sorry. And Riddle said. I tried to get past that. And then, uh, what a complete loser! What did what did, what did uh, Riddle say? What did Riddle say? Stirred already, bro. Is this, <laughs> is this favorite what, bits? Is this what happens when 
weed is legal because I think I want it recriminalized. <laughs> if like all of a sudden, just like dickheads are allowed to go on television and talk like absolute arseholes <laughs> because weed is legal in so many states now, like give it, hand it back over to the police. I think I think that's the only solution. <laughs> conversations like this are taking place in like in college everywhere now, rather than it having it be like kept on the quiet a little bit. I want it pushed back away into the shadows. I, don't, I, I have no time for this. That's how you get like still on a comedy though, where it's mm. like we're doing something where. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, it's, they're both awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you met my friend? Scary movie thing where the screen mask got the big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you met they my? They don't know I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see the the thing doing doing um doing the rounds recently? Where it was like, oh, you might not have seen these jokes that they put in Scooby Doo. Oh uh, God, the film version. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Shaggy's there, and he meets this girl, and she's like, "My name's Mary Jane." He's like, "That's my favorite name ever because <laughs> of the drug stuff." Got it? Like my top? It's green. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> what time is it? Is it four <laughs> twenty? Anyway, Riddle said he was going to get high, high when he reaches for a briefcase. It's Ken, but Kendo stick were different. This isn't it? <laughs> I am going to get high, high when I reach for the briefcase. High in a very literal sense, before I go backstage and smoke marijuana and get high. Oh, sorry, actually, he didn't even say uh, high when I reached the briefcase. He said, I am going to get high when my hand is raised high in victory <laughs> after this match. So didn't you, mine, mine at least makes slightly more sense. They're allowed to do this now. They are allowed to smoke weed if they want in America. Most of it, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Some states don't allow that kind of thing. Some states don't take Kindly to the gang. This used to be a proper country. <laughs> what happened to that place? Well, bootlegging, my day. <laughs> Get some moonshine. That's what I used to do. Sit out on the porch with a bottle of moonshine. <laughs> Make sure. What are these? What was it called? Prohibition era. That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, best wait around till I don't have an entrance to the later round. We should cool Has he got an entrance music? If not, should we make something for him? A champer. Yeah, the most indistinct dirge you've ever heard in your life if he does. Yeah, he's like a skiffle He comes out in a rocking chair. <laughs> yeah, time to go to work. I think at this point, they could come out, the wrestlers, any of them, to like, license pop music and everyone's just so default. <laughs> yeah, just skip through this, bollocks, I to watch this. What's that? No one would ever know. You know when they blow on bottles? And it's like, yeah. I think <laughs> that should be Chapa's music. <laughs> Jug bands. Yeah, exactly. The empty moonshine bottles. Yeah, yeah. If the police come around, remember the booze is in unmarked bottles in a medicine cabinet. <laughs> you kids don't know what a medicine cabinet is anymore. You just go down to local supermarkets and say you're over the counter. You know, like this thing, you know, they've got like, shush, but like, he should have a line that he says. I'm going to try something new they call insulin. <laughs> uh, almost defeated Riddle. Yeah. Sorry, sure everyone. Uh, Riddle. He's money in the bank, isn't he? Yep. That's good. That's funny. I like that. I like, like one, Someone's getting hurt. One rung Sorry. Up, like one rung up the ladder. Got it. Yeah, like, I, I like that stuff. I like I like big lads in ladder so matches. Bill pitched a really good thing on the news, not necessarily for the finish, but you know his big tree slam. Pick someone up for a tree slam and they grab the briefcase. Yeah, great. Because We can do loads of teasers in and around this this big, large man that is Omos. <laughs> He's not winning, though, is he? Right? He's not winning. No. Do you remember Big Show? 
too fat for a regular ladder run. <laughs> Extrapolated to Big Show gets reinforced ladder. Extrapolated to Big Show gets giant chair. It's like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's arse isn't like eight foot wide. Please. You don't need this cartoon chair. the amount we've ranted about it on podcasts and in the office. Just later on, be like, ever remember Big Show's big chair? <laughs> that was great, pass it on. Basically, the, a folding chair version of the one that Edge was carting around when he was in the Judgment Day. So good. All right, well, big chair then. Imagine if like they'd have got to like big stairs, Rowan. <laughs> bigger than the ring. Was that the diff? Was that different, or was it part of the same feud where him and Sheamus had to like hit one of those things you see in pubs, where it's like, how hard can you punch? Feels the same feud, doesn't it? Didn't it? When they were like, oh, oh, but force per square inch, and then the Big Show did it, and they were like, well, if that actually was the case, I think if you hit a man, he, they die. Their yeah. head would come off their shoulders. It's sort of the old scene, like the hammer at the fair, where the thing goes through the bell and the <laughs> space. Like, yeah. Uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, Riddle was taped up, so you knew he wasn't winning. Uh, almost put him in a long bear hug in a four-minute match. It's promising. Went about 4.20, didn't it? Uh, Riddle <laughs> hit a knee strike, hit the floating bro, went for the RKO, almost blocked it, hit a tree slam, and then won the match, and then hit him with another tree slam after the match. Do you know what I was thinking throughout this? <laughs> it's rare that I think something like this. Where on earth is Dolph Ziggler? I thought he was feuding with Omos. Yeah, the dirty dogs were going to do a thing with almost an MVP. He super kicked MVP, and Mm. then and then almost was like, "I'll get you," and then cheese it, and they (laughs) they just left, and then that was it. Still on the run, they're running from arena to arena, (laughs) Uh, like Butch. Seth Rollins came out. uh, He beat up Riddle again, chucked him out of the ring. Said he doesn't share airspace with losers. Called Riddle the ultimate loser. He lost his buddy, lost to Reigns, and he lost his shot of money in the bank. No lies detected. Um, he said it doesn't matter who else is in Money in the Bank anyway. He's the only man on the planet who's got Reigns' number. He's going to win. Riddle tried to attack him again, but because he'd been talking for so long, and then Rollins beat him up and hit him, kicked him with a curb stomp. This angle was mostly rubbish. It will be repeated for six or seven weeks. This match is absolutely worthy. Of, the potential of this match is absolutely worthy of the stage they're going to give it, which presumably is going to be SummerSlam or Clash at the Castle, but probably SummerSlam. Why not both? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Remember that, in spite of all of that, WWE did not deem either of these men suitable enough for Roman Reigns in the, in the top program, just as they didn't Seth to turn babyface, just as they didn't riddle by giving that match away on television. So wherever, like whatever the quality of this is, the perception ceiling internally is way, way, way lower. Otherwise, they'd have just actually rolled the dice on one. Yeah, they could Roman, just instead of Brock Lesnar. Instead of a, instead of a, that, a boring, that boring bitch match will hang over every program over SummerSlam. Instead of a Money in the Bank contract match, which I guarantee they haven't got a plan for. I'm sat here going, oh, they should do it with Sammy, and they've got this one. No, they're just going to give it to someone and then go, we'll figure it out in six it's months. True, man. It's just true. Make it, He's make, calling his Clash at the Castle shot with it, I reckon. Make it a number one contenders match for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we say they can do it, fatal five way or above, apart from that opener today. But most of the time, five people or above, they can smash it. Yeah. If they had eight people, Winner doesn't grab the briefcase, but grabs a contract. No one's going to be like, oh, where's the money in the bank briefcase? You could even do another one if you want. Get three ladder matches, who cares? But yeah, they haven't got any faith in them, which is no. a shame because, I mean, Riddle's, you know, you've done it on SmackDown. You can't really say, oh, but so, like running back the Rumble, which he never really lost. He just got DQ'd, didn't he? It's so just, when SummerSlam, like the last weekend of July, in it, yes, six weeks, is it something yeah. like that? It's, there's no pay per view in August this year from either company. It's a strange anomaly. Uh. I'm um, on holiday. Me too. Have I? This'll be why. Where are you going? Where are you going? 
Going to Crete. Oh, nice. Uh, to, well, no, I'm going. Well, I'm going on several little mini breaks, basically. Oh, oh. Yeah. Maybe Crete. Imagine that. <laughs> 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 Is like, oh, come on, you're gonna want to meet this guy. You're gonna go, go, cut to next day. We see, James, him, we see him again. Uh, 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 oh, Mr. Carl, oh. <laughs> quick, get out, get out of the house now. <laughs> get six six o'clock in the morning, get to the beach quick. Go, on. no, not that beach, the other beach. Uh, what's James? James, all right. We mean, James are pretty, pretty close. Yeah, Bill Bond's pet. Bill Bond's pet, James, yeah. <laughs> Guess what I did? The old high five, give me high five. You do it, I'll, do it. I'll show you what I did. Oh. Love that. Kids pop huge for that. <laughs> it's like playing Vince McMahon's theme. Hey, I don't care what you've done before. What have you done before? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> don't care. Dad, I don't care what your colleague has done in the past. Because when I high-fived him, he said it f***ing knacked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? What was he doing? Considering how much I hate Raw, I love reviewing. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Oh god. AJ uh, Styles. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh Theory was out next. He had a platform with him. He's doing his pose downs again. What's that pose called? I love that when he does it. The double bicep or is that the one? Lap Mr. Muscle or something. Oh the lap eye when the things come up. Yeah. Well, I see the Montez Ford picture the other day. Yes. Oh my yeah. Him and Elias oh, having like Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something else there. Massive muscle contest. Yes. Uh, anyway, theory's. I like the fact he's got the Britney mic as well now. Keep that for theory. Have him have the weird, because he's doing this promo and he's uh, telling the crowd to shut up because they hate him. And he's he's slagging off Cena, saying, Cena's time's up, my time's now. Uh, and he decides to just redo the pose down from, from last week's main event, covers himself in, in Bailey Oil, does the poses. And then in quite a nice uh, spot, I thought... He does all the poses and then goes, and then huge people pap huge because Lashley slid into the ring behind him and he's just waiting. And they do a great thing where Theory does his selfie pose with the title on the platform, oiled up. And then he looks at his phone and realizes, oh my God, Bobby Lashley stood behind me, turns around, Lashley sprays him with baby oil, spears him off the platform and demands a US title match, humiliates him. I quite like this little segment. It was a cute spot and it looked cool. So those two things combined absolutely got this over for me. Um, you know, I like seeing WWE production done well, and they got that selfie on the screen as well, so they brought the crowd in on it. Like, even the thickest fucker in the room would have known that, like, this is what's happening, and, like, the spear looked great as well. Like, a, a really, like, a, a cute idea, but if it's badly executed, it dies, and I thought it was really yeah. well executed. A lovely, elusive bit of actual thought, mm. using the characters and their props. And the events of last week to inform something that isn't a promo train or people talking horrible to each other. I, I actually enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, and per after the break, theories it backstage with, uh, oh God, who is he backstage with? Callum Patrick! Uh, and he says he's spoken to Postman Pierce. They've made a match. Lastly, he must run the gauntlet, beat three men. Uh, and if he does that, he gets a US title shot. Oh, that nice 20 minutes summed up in a minute. So, like, I really am looking forward to doing this in a bit. Adam Pierce is a dick, isn't he? He's just inept. What's he doing? Like, wait, is, is What's the show? What's on the show, Adam? What's on the show? <laughs> it's a good job all this stuff went down. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, so 
then the Usos came out and said the Reigns is going to beat Lesnar just like he smashed Riddle. We're going to smash the Street Profits at Money in the Bank. We the ones. Out come the Street Profits uh, who want the titles, want all the gold around their waist. And it was time for another version of a member of the Street Profits versus the Usos. This time it was Angelo Dawkins versus Jay Uso. Skip. Just got to skip, man. I'm sick of the same. Yeah, days. one of them won. Doesn't matter. It's 50 50. Enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five star review review. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the. Uh, oh, it was the Andy Roddick yesterday, wasn't it? Something <laughs> 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 a little bit different today. Uh, it's from a regular contributor. You may see asking. Uh, Questions on Twitter for the news. Mark Lee Willis, who says, uh, Hi, Adam. Uh, thought you might like this. By the way, if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review, uh, instead of a god awful raw segment or match, then you can do so on iTunes. Just leave us a five star review on there. Slightly different this from Mark, but I'll explain why. He says, Thought you might like this. I know normally do a song on Friday's Wrestle Culture, and they are, I mean, you two really enjoyed the. Johnny Cash impression the other day. Uh, but it's my birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, birthday Mark. Mark. So it's a special gift. We can't, we can't buy you anything. Um, we, we just won't. We could. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we just won't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, he says, it's my birthday today. And uh, as you like being created, I wonder if you could possibly be able to sing this. Uh, I gave a five-star rating on Spotify, which I wasn't keen on. <laughs> <laughs> not because I don't rate you all, uh, but because I'm not keen on Spotify. I normally use Acast. Shout out to Acast. Yeah, I'm sure you can like rate or leave a comment in there as well. Like Follow the algorithm on Acast if yeah. you can as well. Really appreciate yeah, he said that. he didn't seem to give me an option to give me yeah. a rating there. Anyway, thank you all for keeping me entertained with your analysis. Brackets, look towards the Dudleys. And your humorous impressions, looks towards Adam. Uh, over these last few years. I hope I get to meet you all in Cardiff, but failing that, I hope it all goes well. Yes, we are going to be at Clash near the castle. We're going to have live show tickets. will go on sale on Friday for that. Uh, we were going to announce it last Friday, but it turned out to be a bit of a busy day last Friday, so <laughs> we've delayed it a week. But yes, we will find you more about it. I'll mention it on the news, and we'll uh, confirm all the details and uh, follow us on all the social medias and, and on YouTube and stuff to find out when those tickets go live. We will be at Clash at the Castle, and we're doing our own live show, Clash near the Castle, uh, earlier on in the day. Uh, I've attached the song, done to the rhythm of Rita Aurora's R.I.P., uh, along with Tiny Temper's verse. So if you want to go and quickly listen to that and then come back, because this is going to be pitch perfect. Uh, I tried to match the syllables, but I have confidence in you regardless to make it work. Uh, take it steady, Mark, Mark Lee Willis. Uh, P.S. Thank you for showcasing my art on the news and highlighting Mental Health Week a while back on the live stream, as well as dealing with the subject responsibly when the topic relates to wrestling. Thank you for that, Mark. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Mark. That's lovely happy stuff, birthday, that. And yeah. happy birthday, yes. Present. Um, so, um, do you want me to just... Dive into this? Yeah, just get it over with, yeah. I will say there's a treat for you guys. Get it over with? As you're talking more. <laughs> Delaying this. There's a treat at the end. Okay. Okay. I don't even know what the song goes like. Okay. <clears throat> it's, it's really well written. This far better than my Rascal songs. <clears throat> See? I'm <laughs> 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 like just trying to try and find the, the level there. I, I, on for this. I have this thing sometimes, right? And this is not a slight on Mark. It's absolutely one on you. <laughs> we'll yeah, yeah. Sometimes if people are singing, <laughs> I can... We... <laughs> <laughs> I was finding the pitch. If it's not quite right, 
I, I, like, I, my body cannot take it. <laughs> I to, you know, people say this about watching The Office, where they, like, watch it through their hands, and it sort of feels like an exact, oh, watch yeah. it behind the sofa or whatever. Like, I might need to cover my face and not look at you or whatever. Like, I am going to rap as well. Yeah, I've got to do Tiny Tempest. Shh, get it over with. Okay. See, see, see. Okay, got it. <coughs> <coughs> CEO is Vince really gonna go? Are his days over? <laughs> I hope it's over. <laughs> he rips up scripts on the day of the show. Some call him loser. Pathetic loser. Uh. It's such a mess. <laughs> he don't think so, Blaz. He sees bags of money and screws the flipping breast in his own little bubble. So he knows what the people think. Think others don't drink the Kool-Aid that he seems to drink. He's out of touch. His failure's much. Yeah. A wide old man who ignores the fans because he can. Then now and forever. Lost irony when he says together. And like Cena, I fear he'll give up never. Like ever, ever. <laughs> Let's finish. Oh, God. Cool. Let's get to the comments. Comments on what of that? Do you want to give your comments? Oh. Yeah, it was sh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll normal swear. The lyrics were great. The lyrics were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, performance right. was... Any notes for future performances? You did... No notes on them. <laughs> you did performance, literally, at university. <laughs> I think I know what you were doing. What? I think I was going to stand already. <laughs> you obviously didn't go to class. Uh, so, what <laughs> you do... Oh dear. So what'd you get? Hmm? Two one. Two one, yeah. Best degree, innit? Yeah. Yeah, I got two one. I got two one. I'm nerd. Yeah. And I'm not lazy. (laughs) So two one. Split the difference. And if you double two one, it's four four two. two. And you've had a zero, four (laughs) twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so we get in the comments. If you double and then add a zero, then do some <laughs> other stuff. To it's like that film we were talking about the other day. Was it number 23 or something? Yeah. Jim Carrey, oh my God, everything makes 23. Well, it doesn't. Well, it does if you just keep adding numbers to it. <laughs> I've got 10 fingers. And if you get another person's hands and then add three more fingers, it's, it's right there. So uh, we go to the comment section, obviously, normally. Of, here. Of, of what? Well, exactly. Normally we'd do this. And I thought, well, you've sat through that, you deserve a reward. So I've gone to the comment section on um, a photo. I'm not sure if people saw this. I, I Thankfully, someone uh, shared it with me. I didn't see it. I didn't search it out. Uh, Maurice uh, was dressed as, uh, well, how do you describe this? A I teacher? A teacher on her um, on her Twitter. Had to promote Stern. Her Mrs. Stern teacher. Yeah, she's going to punish the enemies. And uh, some people were just being really lewd in the comments. And I thought, oh. God. Should expose these people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the vile, perverted scum that they are. <laughs> so I thought I'd read out some of the Twitter. Opened, like, you've just tweeted this. Like, at least YouTube, there is a, a, some anonymity mm. in terms of, you know, you can just create Bona Man 420 <laughs> or whatever it was. This one, at least, sometimes, it's my favourite is when well, you people... you do get, like, 800 Roman Reigns. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I do like it when it's someone who's, like... Oh, oh, mama, oh, like that, or whatever. And it's right. like Jim Smith from Burnley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, but it, he's also like, hi, Tesco, my meal deal was unsatisfactory today, or whatever. And you're like... <laughs> like you just go to the bio, it's like, love my kids, love Portsmouth FC. Yeah, yeah. What? And then reply underneath them, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I go to the comment section. These do not reflect the views of myself or the daddy boys or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. 
Rod Rodriguez starts us off. Um, and you know what? Like I said, there's a lot of people simping over Maurice in this tight outfit uh, with everything on show. But Rod doesn't care about that. He says she's extremely good looking. But my favorite thing is she's a giant goofball with a great sense of humor. See, it's not just, you know, he's not just looking at this photo she's posted as a second gone. Yeah, but what's she thinking about? That's what I want to know, guys. Uh, The biggest bit about Marie's is a brain. (laughs) Tyler Seabrook. Less similar to Rod Rodriguez. Oh, looking like a highly heavenly sexy specimen that every woman wants to reach in life. Marie's is the concept of Nirvana. <laughs> Basically. Oh, that's what you make us sound like. <laughs> Dub Desperado. <laughs> Tiptoe over lines that I don't necessarily want to tip to over here. Dub Desperado. Adam Wilborn Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again. No matter. No, it's this stuff normally behind a pee ball. <laughs> I'll say it again. No matter what his win loss ratio is, the Miz will never lose. It's a hot take recently, wasn't it? Yeah. He needs to add that tweet to his little rundown when he talks about what he's got. Like, Rod Rodriguez on Twitter says, I will never lose. <laughs> also, I'm a former United States champion. I've won the Intercontinental title on several occasions. Brian Less is approving. He just wrote, please dress up more appropriately. So. Did not see that coming. Uh, PW Hotties writes, wish she was my mum. So <laughs> right, okay, we're in the really... Oh, we're not, we're not already. Yeah, we're in now. Three more. Where were we before? <laughs> <laughs> not reflecting on using myself, Daddy was what I call dressing, okay. Or Mark Lee Willis, by the way, who didn't ask for this. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way, Mark. Uh, one of my favourite... Uh, things this next from William Flickinger okay <laughs> don't know if it's a real name or not right <laughs> but my favourite is when they're like this is how I get the, this is how I get this famous celebrity to decide actually no no the, all this this life's not for me because I've got a Twitter reply here from William Flickinger <laughs> I'm surprised he writes that you, a woman with your looks, your beauty, your wrong you, your intelligence, and who speaks more than one language, hangs around with a turkey like you do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Ms. Told. Mm. <laughs> right, final two card. He did not reflect the review. Oh, God. Oh, no. He's again edited. D God up up writes, I will never stop giving you an orgasm. (laughs) 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 D God, you you go to the pub, busy lads. I will make you resent the height of pleasure if you hang around me, yeah? Uh, dehydrated in about two hours. <laughs> oh, there's four days stuff. And uh, James James Beres concludes this. It's not reflecting using myself, Dad boys. Anyone at what culture wrestling? 
I had to say, by the way, these, all, all these comments are on Marisa's post, understandably. They're on the, the other tweet, tweets that have shared this, so I've made people feel more confident because she might not read it. <laughs> Very best, James, that she didn't see this comment. Where, so where's this posted? Uh, it was on, like, a lot of, like, you know, she posted the photos of her as a, a sexy teacher who's going to get you in attention. Um, <laughs> but, but a lot of other Twitter... Twitter the the WWE pawns of this world. Right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but not necessarily <laughs> just there. Pick this up. Uh, and James saw this image <laughs> and thought, it's time to write this. It's time to write this. I don't even understand this, but it, it, it made me <laughs> laugh so much. I had to show it to Phil. Oh, James writes. <laughs> I can get you back for scrubber-dub-dub sex. No tub, lol. <laughs> Do one more time, one more time. I can you get you back for a scrubber-dub-dub sex with no tub, lol. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to... Happy birthday, Mark. Thanks for that. I know that second half wasn't actually requested, oh, it's but midday, still. Man. Happy birthday, Mark. Sorry. Yeah. It's midday. Can we just... Uh... Okay. Do what their father should have done, wrap it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andrew Dawkins, BJ Uso. Uh, and sure then we get to the high point of this show. Mm. Uh, Elias is back. He is back playing guitar, practicing in a, in a back room when Ink walks Ezekiel, and they're both on screen. Suspiciously quite far apart from each <laughs> other, but they're both on screen. It's He's the first time WWE have ever actually acknowledged social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> Two years later. Uh, he says he's Elias' number one fan, and they and Elias talks about you know where he's been. He's been going around the world. He's been writing songs. He's been playing shows. He's he's a changed man though. He won't be insulting Nebraska when he goes out there, but he's been watching what Zeke's been doing. Speak, Zeke does the whole speak with Zeke gimmick, and Elias says, "I'm proud of what you've done," and, uh, and now I'm gonna go out there and make sure everyone remembers what WWE stands for. Walk with Elias, and then he gets to the concert. He's out there. Beer looks different. He's out there, does his walk with Elias catchphrase. Uh, crowd are loving this. And uh, Elias is about to perform when who should interrupt but Kevin Owens, who says, no one wants to see this. No one's buying that video you just showed. Look, got special effects everywhere now. I just watched a movie over the weekend with dinosaurs in it, a T-Rex flying a helicopter. <laughs> is that what happens? What? I'd like to think it doesn't, and Kevin Owens has said. Wait, this. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. I'm funny visual. I'm going to see it. Okay. <laughs> I heard how, just how terrible the reviews were, mm, and just yeah. went to watch Top Gun Maverick again because <laughs> brilliant. Anyway, uh, but then to completely put pay to any falsehoods that Elias and Ezekiel are the same person, Elias is in the ring, and then on the screen appears Ezekiel, who says, "Look, see, different places. We're different people." Uh, Owens gets more and more frustrated and animated. Elias sings, Kevin Owens is a liar. And Owens gets so furious, he chucks the guitar out of the ring. Thankfully, Elias has got two spares. And he hits him with a knee strike out of nowhere and smashes the guitar over his back. Uh, I'll do the whole thing in one then. Uh, because Owens stumbles to the back, falls through the curtain. There's Kevin Patrick, um, who says, are you convinced yet? 
And Owens is like, no, it's a load of bollocks. They must have pre-taped that Ezekiel Tron video. And that's Ezekiel out there, but he's wearing a fake beard. And he said, you know what? Next week, Elias, Ezekiel, Elrod will have a match next week. And then in the just chef's kiss conclusion, Ezekiel walks in from the side and goes, yeah, all right. (laughs) And Owens just completely freaks out. This was brilliant. What I loved about this segment was that the final twist, right, kind of can't possibly have happened. It's not really a ruse because we know it's happened because they've edited something and done a pre-take. Yes. But it's so absurd that I just quite enjoy it anyway. You ever watched Seinfeld before? Bits. I need, I need uh, to watch more. I've used this comparison with Kevin Owens before, but, like, people getting extremely hot and pissed off is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. And Seinfeld's recognizes possibly more than any other sitcom, other than It's Always Sunny. And Kevin Owens playing Frank Costanza is great. And this whole thing is just pissing him off more and more and more and more. And it's really funny. His meltdowns are great. And the ultimate, oh my God, am I actually <laughs> the crazy one here, is great because it reminds me of my one of my specifically favorite episodes of Seinfeld. And it's when George Costanza is um, his old neighbor thinks that he's like lost the plot because he just there's various contrivances where it makes it seem like he's lost his mind mm-hmm. but in fact he's just an angry guy anyway and there's a bit where it's like, i've actually lost it it just reminds me so much of that episode like the twist of kevin owens actually finally thinking oh my god are they actually different people even though they had to arrive at it with the ultimate yeah. contrivance which makes no sense whatsoever is still incredibly amusing to me they will have a match and it'll be two and three quarter stars <laughs> and no one really react to it in the building and i just still find it just don't do wrestling guys just yeah. you don't want to do it you've never wanted to do it. we make movies just make them because you're not that bad actually the pandemic stuff was pretty bad yeah just do we do seinfeld good because somehow <laughs> you're actually good at something that should be impossible to mimic make it make short stories not yes. movies just do telly just do telly. make vines Yes, that would be ideal. Do Vines. Loved it. Couldn't have loved it anymore. Um, The fist bump was pretty inspired. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that. They did some cross talk as well, Mm -hmm. which must have taken a few takes to marry up and make. It was actually well done. You could do camera camera trickery in the 80s or whatever, or Charlie Chaplin was doing stuff like this, but it's still good for them. Kevin Owens thinking we are all idiots for buying into this big lie about Elias and Ezekiel. Only then to be, well, unknowingly the idiot himself by walking around being like, why can't I prove this when it is so blatantly apparent to then worrying that he himself is the biggest idiot of all when he sees Elias. It's it just a perfect, perfect sequencing of how this thing, this whole thing has played out. This this week distilled what has been brilliant about this pretty much from the off. Um, it's it's Is it the best? I was going to say it's one of the best stories WWE told this year, but it's probably the best story they've told. Like, as much as I've liked the individual performances and particularly the matches. Because it's a story, right, as well. The escalation is the difference between this and so many others. Cody and Seth, we've seen this exact trilogy program culminate at Hell in a Cell one million times. It's a different story beat to something like Triple H and Batista, but 3-0, really get a new star over. um, Like, one match, two match trilogy stipulation. They're not reinventing the wheel or doing anything with a degree of thought. It's just a very, very, very good version of formula. This this deserves special elevated praise for, like, you've actually done Seinfeldian comedy. How on earth is this (laughs) company of all companies 
mm. managed to do something not as good, but not an embarrassment to one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. And you were talking in the office about the fact that Elias and Ezekiel's other brother should be the one who accepts the match next week. Yeah. That's Dye his hair. That's happening. Elrod. I said have a goatee. So you've got beard, no beard, goatee for Elrod. Bond Elrod is pretty cool, though. Yeah. I did, uh, El- Elrod now exists. Phil suggested skull cap. Yeah, also good. Bald out. El- yeah, that would work. Like, just Elrod being spoken into existence is another inspired touch as a way to continue this in a way that feels organic. Brilliant. Mm, really, and then you do the three faces of Elias and the Rumble. I was just thinking yeah. that, yeah. I love that, especially and because they've got a skeleton crew of wrestlers yeah. that they actually care. Do you know what, as well, like, credit to, like, Elias, Ezekiel. Like, the performances were different enough. He had a job on here, didn't he? He had to mm. play two roles, and he, I thought he played them both really well. Like, you, the whole thing about, like, being a sports entertainer is, like, locking in your character and being yourself turned up to 11 and blah, 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 blah. He was required to play two very different roles, neither of which are probably an extension of who he is. And I thought, particularly as Elias, having not done that gimmick for a while and having to drop back in and flip between the both, I thought he did a tremendous job. Yeah. A good night's work for him. Very good stuff, this. Uh, then we got the gauntlet match. Okay. It was Bobby Lashley uh, who had to defeat three people to uh, Faith Austin Theory for the US title. At Money in the Bank, first up was Chad Gable, who won his first singles match in about two years, I think it was recently. Um, so you're saying he's gone 50-50 now? Oh, well, he's gone 99-1, basically. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, they had a really enjoyable match, of course, this, like, Chad Gable so good. Uh, and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Lashley dominated early on, hit that delayed vertical suplex, and I remember a flashback to when they thought, that's a good idea for a finisher. Um, Gable counted a spear with a drop toe hole, put him in this great ankle lock, and you thought, he's not going to tap out, obviously, but... Is he going to tap out? Because he just held it for so long. Lashley eventually powers out of it. Um, Gable knocked him down with a shoulder tackle. Hit a moonsault. That got him a two count. But then Lashley hit an overhead suplex. Blocked him a roll up. A roll up and instead pulled him into the hurt lock after trying for it a few times. And got the submission victory. And then his second opponent was revealed. It's the man who immediately jumped him as soon as this match finished. It's Chad Gable's partner. It was Otis, who battered Lashley, chucked him around ringside. He could have won by count out, but he decided, no, I've not had enough. Uh, Splash Lashley on the outside. That takes to a break. Um, Reigned in control. Mr. Vader bomb, though. Lashley hit him with a flatliner. Lashley dodged out of the way of a corner charge. Spear. He's got the match won, but Gable jumped in and attacked him to cause the DQ. But another win for Lashley. He has one person left to face. Uh, Lashley was given a German suplex by Gable and Otis splashed him. And then... Who's the third opponent? Of course, it's the US champ theory trying to pick the bones. He batters him. Lashley's out on his feet. But as theory goes to the ATL, Lashley counters, cradles him. One, two, three. He gets a shot at the US title and money in the bank. And uh, yeah, crowd are big fans of Bobby Lashley here. Yeah. So I thought this was wholly ineffective in making me care about Lashley versus Theory for the US title because I don't care about Lashley versus Theory for the US title, but I enjoyed watching it all the same. So I, I can't quite make up my mind on this. It wasn't purpose-serving in any way. This program doesn't really, if you stop and think about it, make any sense. Bobby Lashley's motivation has never been clarified, and then he holds up a belt that is below the one he last held and the one he now should be fighting for. All the, the one time. that he held aloft at Hell in a Cell. Mm. Yeah. Like that's a, yeah, he already sort of made his intentions clear and he's got to hold this different one up. The one that he the last time Bobby Lashley held that aloft with such conviction, of course, was when he defeated fabled US champion Apollo Crews. <laughs> we all remember that. Yeah. So it's just like I don't know, like I I don't care about what he's achieved here, but I really enjoyed watching him achieve it. 
Uh, I like the bit with Chad Gable, but ultimately, Gauntlet fighting from underneath, it just shows a criminal lack of imagination and creativity. Yet again, there are a million ways to book Bobby Lashley. It's this ultra badass ass kicking baby face and struggling through a gauntlet is not for me. This is a very good version of something that's just so boring. Uh, Bianca Belair was getting interviewed backstage when Carmella jumped her. Yeah, we'll skip this one. Uh, and then we got Miss TV. We'll skip this one. <laughs> with AJ Styles. Miss um, talks about Styles being on a losing streak in recent weeks, calls him a failure, insults the University of Nebraska. Uh, but AJ says, oh, I bloody love corn, me. Uh, that gets over, apparently. Uh, in corn husker country. And uh, and then there's small jokes about missing his tiny balls. He's got balls inside the goddamn popcorn. Not even popcorn, actually. Popcorn seeds, I think they said. Kernels. Kernels of corn. Kernels of cack. <laughs> like, can that be a game? We look at where Raw is each week, and we look at something about that specific game. area that they can compare Mrs. Balls to. Yes. They're in Laredo, aren't they? They're in Texas next week. Uh, Everything's bigger in Texas, except for Mrs. Mrs. Gack balls. balls. There you go. <laughs> That's, that's uh, oh, I should say that for the preview. <laughs> um, I'll edit it out. You know what I hate more than anything? Oh my god, did, did this just become a thing? No, it's not a thing. I think it just became a thing <laughs> in like Yank culture. Mm. It's a thing now. Ooh, it's a thing. <laughs> Stop so talking, trying to make Mrs. Balls a thing. It's not a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Stupid Americans. I'm going for a piss. So I said, yeah, you know, it's my fault for not qualifying for the Money in the Bank. Um, but I've been through adversity. That's how I became phenomenal. And when I get disrespected, I don't run my mouth like you, Miz. So he just chinned him instead. Mm-hmm. And then he got attacked, attacked by old man Champa. Old man Champa really likes looking out for the Miz's best interest. Yeah, what's going on here? I don't know, quite honestly. It's kind of weird. Uh, Champa and the Miz. As like a Piggy in the Brain. Yeah, jumper on the miz, jumper on the miz. One's got a big cack, the other can't jizz because he's got tiny balls. <laughs> uh, what are we gonna do today? <laughs> well, jumper, we're gonna try and work out how to ejaculate. We're gonna try and work out how to manipulate our member to issue. I, I just, I don't know why this is happening, and WWE are giving us zero explanation. Like he's looked at jumper of all people, Mrs. Heater. Mrs. Uh, Heater, young prospect. Yeah, the youngster. Master Jumper, the, the guy that... The only thing that saves this now, like you say, is if he goes, what was all... Take a good long look at this crap they got me dressed in. And then he joins the Judgment Day. Oh, I, I, yeah. Is he, like, old man Jumper, he's not going to have got up to the point in cinema history that he's in films yet, is he? Like, <laughs> I just checked out uh, Citizen Kane at the weekend. They had a... <laughs> Hell of a matinee performance on before. They got them uh, federettes came out. They did a uh, kicking can-can dance, and then uh, they, put, uh, they put some moving pictures on the stage. There was a scene, and then some text came up and said, what am I going to do today? And then there was some more moving pictures, and then they said, maybe I'm going to go to the store. And it was so clever, because you saw the guy doing the thing, and then the text came up to explain what the thing was. I think there's a future in that industry. Just let me tell you one thing. Gone with the wind. Greatest movie of all time. Better than even better than about time. That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's those little cards come up in old fashioned films. It's like Champa. I'd rather that than some of the fucking promos we get on Raw. Champa gets called up to the main roster. 
Scene missing. <laughs> champa best friends with the Miz. <laughs> this Champa stuff's outrageous to this day. Like, I, I said this before on a podcast. I'll repeat it. The mega fans will forgive me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In a very, very close universe, alternate to ours, he's an AW doing significantly worse ratings than this, even though what he would be doing in AEW was better, even though he's more of an AEW guy than a WWE guy. This company's so goddamn look. Lucky it monopolised the industry when it was terrible. Yep. Uh, he had quite an enjoyable match with AJ Styles. Quite a hard-hitting match. Mm-hmm. Hitting with uh, several ne- brutal-looking knees in there. Goes to the fairy tale ending, um, but that gets counted with a backdrop, and AJ Styles hits him with a phenomenal forearm for the one, two, three. Post-match, Miz tries to attack Styles, but Styles dodged it, hit a Styles clash, then put Miz's sunglasses on. <sighs> the Miz versus AJ Styles. Surprised they've not done it yet, really. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have as well. Oh, I don't know, like on telly and that, but probably not in a big. <laughs> then again, remember, I said they could have done it. It like a SummerSlam, and would have no idea there was like six hour SummerSlams that they did mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Because what did you find? And we thought, Jesus Christ, how did that actually happen? I found a pic, yeah, of Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. When did that happen? Yeah, yeah it was. This uh, did not happen from like a big four event. Yeah. Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy, probably well, for the Intercontinental Title. According to this, they Probably everyone at the time was like, oh, God, my God, this match is such a banger. Dream match. And it's like, no, it wasn't. I can't remember what happened two years later, you liar. They fought on January 4th in 2016 on SmackDown. There you go. And on December 4th January in 2018. 4th, 2016. So that was when SmackDown was a recap show, basically. Hang on, January 4th, 2016? That was bloody Shinsuke Nakamura, you daft bastard. What? No, Shin- January 4th, 2016, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura had a match with AJ Styles in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, right, right, okay, yeah. So I don't know what he's talking about. Chris Jericho takes the front seat as the phenomenal one looks to settle differences with the awesome one. That was Wrestle Kingdom. That was what, when he said January 4th, 2016, that was what leapt out was that AJ was having his last match in New Japan. Yes. Oh, so maybe it's February 4th. I think somebody just mistitled it because it says 4th of February, 2016. (laughs) But the title says January 4th. But then again, AJ Styles didn't do anything before WWE. Sorry, I've just imagined the Miz working the Tokyo Dome. (laughs) Entering for Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, right. Oh, they did the... Uh, what's the name of that stage? What are they call that sp- weird staging bit now that they've got? I quite uh, like it. The Auckland. Yeah. yeah. They did that with Via. Via Mahan was on there. And he said he wasn't going to stop until nothing's left. And then he said, Via Via. I'm, I'm, again, I'm amazed they've not thought of that yet. I've only just now thought of that. Mm. I'm uh, disappointed in the new pamphlet. Was that Fear Via? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I should have had that weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. We were allowed to put more puns in the summary lines in the articles. That would have been a day one-ish. That used to be the, the tagline of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, my uh, basketball team, I do believe. They were, because they've got the deer, what and they it? say fear the, the deer. Fear the deer. Which isn't threatening at all. <laughs> I don't fear no deer. Punch a goddamn deer in the face. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, NXT 2.0 preview coming away this afternoon. Oh, those deers, when you see them in films, they like, walk in the middle of the road and the cars like swerve off oh, the woods because there's yeah. a deer in the street. Like, that's What's a, the, what that's film's a deer that? fear. Every yeah. film. Every film that's set in those long roads in America surrounded by trees. It is. Geography. Fear the deer, Milwaukee book. <laughs> Where did fear the deer come from? First comment, it rhymes. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, right, time for the main event. Yeah. Seen it a million times. Asuka versus <laughs> Becky Lynch. I quite enjoyed it, I've got to be honest. It didn't mess about, obviously. Uh, Becky Lynch came down and attacked Asuka during her entrance. Uh, they eventually get into the ring. Asuka hits a... They do go straight for it. I like the fact that commentary were like, well, they're both trying to win this straight away. And I think even Corey Graves was like, 
yeah. What, what else would they do? Round Hitsbox, it's a fed match. No, granted, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asuka here, code breaker to get her a two. Then Lynch knocks her off the top rope. She falls to the outside. Uh, goes to a break. Lynch comes back. Uh, Lynch is a, misses a leg drop when we come back from the break. Asuka hits a sliding kick. Strikes, cradles her for a two count. More strikes from Asuka. A German suplex, a running hip attack for a two count as well. Uh, they trade submissions, as, uh, as Hamlet mentioned earlier on. Uh, and Lynch eventually sends Asuka face first into the turnbuckle and gets a near fall off the back of that. Asuka comes back with a nice missile drop kick for a two count. Lynch goes onto the apron, um, but Asuka catches her with a knee strike, and they just both dive in because uh, they've been spilled to the outside as a result of that, just making in before the 10 count. They trade counters, they trade roll-ups, and then out of nowhere, Asuka nails Lynch in the head with a kick. One, two, three. Asuka qualifies for money in the bank, and Becky Lynch freaks out after the match. So this was half decent, you know. Like the work, the work was good. They've got good chemistry together. They clearly have enough trust to be able to hit each other quite hard, and like there's good, good snap, good connection between them. Right. A few weeks ago, I made the point that I wouldn't advocate for Bianca Belair wrestling very often on Raw because you get sucked into this particular kind of formula match and you become really boring as a result. All the um, like a character's individuality is stripped out of them so you can have a, a boring WWE pattern TV match. And luckily, that seems to be the case. They don't use her on TV too much. This is happening to Becky Lynch and Asuka in such a way that I think this was more agree As decent as this was, this to me is more egregious use of Becky Lynch than watching her do something different with Dana Brooke. This, for me, solidified what it was about the Dana Brooke thing that didn't piss me off the other week. I am getting bored by stars wrestling each other and thus diminishing their star aura in a way that I wasn't... Like, Becky Lynch's star aura to me wasn't diminished by the thing with like Dana Brooke. Though I was like, it's really dangerous to put them on screen together. Ultimately, she has this weird week with it and then she absolutely batters her the following week. I think that's more interesting to look at than yet another match where two stars collide, kind of cancel each other out in an okay Raw main event, and I'm left feeling nothing for either by the end. I'll definitely, definitely remember the two-week Becky Lynch, Dana Brooke mini-program more than however many times Becky Lynch and Asuka have fought on Raw this year. I honestly think one fits better within the way WWE does things than the other. Hard-hitting, no, no each other inside out. <laughs> With the frantic submissions and getting the counters and the hit quite hard and the countdown. I just don't give a fuck. Like, I've watched these, even if it's three times, even if it's three, it feels like three goddamn hundred. Mm. Like, I'm sick of this match. I'm sick of this program. I'm sick of nothing happening on it. Um, I'm just watching this. I can't watch the work. I can't be in suspense. I can't enjoy any of it. I'm just watching the same thing over and over and over again. And it is so boring to me. NXT 2.0 tonight, though. Yeah, some gagging tits and cum. <laughs> we bowed bowed it. <laughs> uh, the Ring 2. That's the only deers that I fear. I'll show you that when we get back downstairs. Okay. Oh, that's spooky deer. It can't be controlled. Also, CGI deer. Follow me at M. Sidgwick. At Michael Hamlet. At Adam Wilborn. At What Culture WWE for all of us. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from. Follow his horror Patreon, Spooky Deer. <laughs> Daily Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back later on, like I said, for the uh, NXT to bit. <laughs> <laughs>
preview. Um, thanks once again to Mark Lee Willis. Happy birthday once again, Mark, from all of us. Apologies for the weird Marie stuff. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> if you want to suggest something short, crap, wrestling related, subscribe to us uh, on uh, iTunes and leave us a five-star review on there. Or, as Mark did, you can email them to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Uh, but for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.